Welcome to The Sale Ring, a podcast dedicated to real estate brokers, agents, and America's top auctioneers that keep the markets moving. Join your hosts, Sean and Trina, as they talk with most successful realtors, marketing and technology experts, investors, and influencers. This show is devoted to all industry professionals looking to up their game and stay up to date. Is it just me, or is that like a super long intro? It's a really long intro. We need to work on that. We got to work on our intro. Also, if you heard me laughing in the middle of it, I was looking for shadow puppets on the wall behind me. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's Friday? I didn't see them, no. I thought they looked pretty good. Okay, well, we'll take Josh's word for it. All right, that's enough of that. That is. <laughs> Waiting on the light to go off. It's crazy. Yes. Uh, Josh. Yeah, Josh is back on the hello, show. Hello. Josh yes. is back. Welcome. Thank yes. you for having me. To the, the sale ring. The sale ring. <laughs> oh, I skipped that. the intro. Long pause. Welcome. 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 To the sale ring. I think you said two words instead of one there, Sean. That's Oklahoma speak for welcome. Howdy, y'all. You said welcome. Well, it almost smelled like, uh, smelled. Smelled? Smelled. <laughs> it almost sounded like Wilkomen or German almost. Oh, look yeah. at Josh coming with foreign languages. Yeah, I like your style. Yeah. Yeah, oh, here, Commandant. I don't know. I used to watch Hogan's <laughs> Heroes growing up. That's all I know is stuff that Schultz used to say on there. What As were we, we talk- both look at you blankly, we don't know what you're talking about right I know. Now. <laughs> I know what Hogan, Hogan's Heroes is. All right. My uncle used to watch it. That- <laughs> Before he died in Nam. All right. Well, thanks for coming in, Josh. We'll uh, catch you next time. <laughs> My Sorry. uncle used to watch it. When I was your age... He's I watch He's a young uncle. Shows. He's not that young. If he was watching Hogan's Heroes, I don't even know if they rerun that stuff. I don't know either. Yeah. It wasn't, well, it was okay when it was on. It was. You liked it? I mean, it must have been great, huh? I had a weird sense of humor back then. A lot's changed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or maybe not. What were we talking about before <laughs> the intro with the housing market? Yeah. Josh wants to get into a house. It's difficult to get into a house. Mm -hmm. I actually have a story about my daughter and Mm -hmm. her now fiance trying to get into a house and a tough market. Yeah. So Josh and I, um, for those of you that don't know, Josh Sukra is here in the, in the studio with us. He is in our marketing team, um, with United country real estate. He and I work, uh, near each other and we talk just about junk all day long. Um, Pretty much. Mostly TV, but a lot of other things as well. But we were talking about this Reddit article the other day that said it was a uh, either KW, what am I saying, Keller Williams or, sorry, that's what their sign K- say. KW, never heard him called that before. Sorry. I was thinking KW, what is she talking about? That's what the signs say in Kansas City. KW signs are everywhere, and this Keller Williams Oh, Kenworth. Yeah. Anyway. Trucking company. Back to what I was saying. (laughs) Um, We saw a Reddit article and it said uh, Kansas City, to get into the housing market, um, first time home buyers should be looking to spend $250,000 to $300,000. And I thought that was insanity. I was like, man, I bought my first house for like $70,000 18 years ago. Yeah, but still. I just think that's crazy that well, yeah. that's what new homeowners are looking at. Well, Trina came in and told me this thinking, oh, this is crazy. This isn't true, right? And then me, 
still renting and had looked at homes a few years ago uh, when I switched apartments this last time thinking, oh, a mortgage is going to be cheaper than rising rent prices here. And I told her, no, that's pretty accurate because a couple of years ago, even when I was looking to find a decent home, even for a starter home, you were looking at starting at 200000 easily. That's insanity still. How long ago? That was just two years ago. Oh. And it's, it's, it's skyrocketed. For even a starter since home. Yeah. Yeah. For a starter home. My first starter home wouldn't have made the $20,000 mark, yeah. but that's not in Kansas city either. That's South of here. Yeah. yeah. The city does add a little bit of inflation. Yeah, it does. But, but even then that I mean, still we're not blew in the my Bay mind. Area or anything. Yeah, we're exactly. New York. We're in Kansas city. It's supposed to be kind of middle America, better pricing, you know, better cost of living, things like that. And that's obviously going the opposite way right now. So so we're in the Heartland MLS here in mm-hmm. Kansas City. A house comes on the market. This is this story is just less than a week or two old. Um, Caitlin, my, my daughter, calls and she said, hey, Dad, you know, we'd kind of like to go see this house. It just came on the market. I checked. That house went into the MLS at 10 a.m. Mm-hmm. that morning at 4 o'clock. I called to see if there's a chance to get a showing. Mm -hmm. Can I go open that house up and show it to them at 5.30 or 6 when everybody gets off work? They had already shown that house 16 times Mm -hmm. that day. day. Mm -hmm. They had seven contracts, Mm -hmm. and they are $20,000 above the asking price. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And she said, we're actually, I think we're signing a contract right now on it. So you're, you're welcome to see it, but I, I would say don't waste your time because this one's going to stick. And, yeah. from, and it's a cash buyer. Mm-hmm. Oh, yep. And that's what I was mentioning uh, before the show even is you're getting a lot of cash buyers, which for a first-time homeowner makes this really difficult, um, especially the younger you get. You're dealing with a $1,000 rent easily for a decent apartment, if not way more. And then on top of that, you're dealing with student loans and everything else and trying to be established, pay for your expensive apartment, put money away. And I know a first-time homeowner loan makes it more accessible for a (laughs) first-time buyer, but the unfortunate thing is when you get these cash buyers, if you're a seller, you're going to easily go with the person giving you cash. Yeah. You don't have to wait around on escrow and and everything to come through basically it's a no-brainer if i was a seller i would easily take the cash over anything Mm -hmm. else the other thing that's showing up when there is financing involved which i think is kind of risky for first-time home buyers you know i thought about this for my daughter and if you know if my wife and i need to step in and help them they don't want us to do that that's the problem but they qualify for financing but yet the house has to appraise, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So these contracts that are coming in, one of the things that's become standard now in this robust of a market is an appraisal waiver, which means that if you're offering 250000 and the house appraises 30000 less, you're still in the contract because you've signed a waiver saying, regardless of appraisal, I'm going to give you 250000 You have to cough up another 30000 out of your pocket to make up the difference. Oh, yeah. So yeah. it's turning back into a cash strategy. Yeah. Yep. I mean, you're you're committing in that contract with the appraisal waiver. Don't worry about the appraisal. If we can't borrow all the money, we'll put more money down. Yep. That's yeah. high risk yeah. for somebody that is buying their first home. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I have a close friend who got their first home recently, and it ended up only working out because they have a really wealthy 
parents and their parents pretty much bought their home for them with cash because that was about the only way they were going to get a home and they were expecting a child. So a home just needed was something that was a need for them. And they lucked out with the lottery by having wealthy parents. Yeah. But not all of us have wealthy parents. So Trina does. No, I don't. I mean, my parents are fine. They're, they're doing well for themselves, but they're retired and they're on a fixed income and I want to call them wealthy. I'm not going to go and be like, hey, can you go buy this house cash for me real fast? That'd be great. Especially because I'm now in the spot. We talked about this with Sophia last week that I would love to move. I need to get my husband on board. First of all, that needs to happen first. Second of all, I, I'm in the place where similar to Josh's circumstance, like I just told you guys that my first house was like a $70,000 house. Well, my house I'm in now is the house after that. Which isn't a $70,000 house, but it's also not a $500,000 house. You know, it's somewhere in between. It was the next step up. Now that I'm looking to step up again, I'm priced out because everything stepped up is three and $400,000 more than what I think I should be spending on the next step. So it's just uncomfortable for me. So I'm in that same boat, but I think my out is buying land and building is where I'm headed. So... And that I don't have to be on a constricted time frame or anything. So that comes with its own share of cost right now, though, because lumber costs, steel costs Uh have all went up. Contractors, they're building new homes right now, left and right. So contractors are not hurting for business, which obviously means they can charge kind of what they want. Mm -hmm. So their rates have went up. New home construction costs, I'm going to guess, have went up at least $20 to $30 per square foot over what they were just a couple years ago. Well, it's simple supply and demand. If yeah. if you don't have, if the current housing market with the current houses, there's nothing available and everything's selling quicker than it can come on market, then something being built is going to go just as quickly and they can charge what they want. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. I exactly. lucked out in that scenario though with a family friend that's a general contractor and a um, family member, a direct family member that is in the concrete um, construction industry. So I told you she comes I'm from like, money. I, I don't. I don't get to share money with those two, but I mean, it's nice to know people for sure. You're wealthy by connection. I'm wealthy by the fact that I can get someone to do the work if I pay them enough to. <laughs> She'll make them an offer they can't refuse. <laughs> All <Yeah>. right. <laughs> now I'm a little bit nervous about I'm just be. joking about those comments, so don't put the family on me. Okay. <laughs> I don't want you to find me out You're here have under a, horse's a bridge. Head in your in your bed tonight. When you get home. <laughs> nice. Trina's family is the mafia. <laughs> no, they're not. You heard it here on the sale ring. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the housing market is is way over appreciated. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. There's a shortage. I looked the other day, and the inventory is half of what it was the same time last year. There's a shortage, uh, Josh, you summed it up, supply and demand. Yep. There's a shortage of supply, which is increasing the demand mm-hmm. out there. Uh, it's a seller's market. What do you do? What's the strategy now uh, for somebody that my daughter and uh, and her fiance, they have nice apartment. You know, it's not, it's not a bad place, but it's not a home, and yeah. they're not building equity yeah. in that. Do they, they just stand fast right now they set tight where they're at um interest is cheap that's oh, another yeah. thing that's yeah. driving this economy is money is very available right now it doesn't cost a lot to For go sure. make a loan 
that's going to transition as the housing market begins to come back down and correct. It's partially because the interest rate's going to go back up. Yeah. Money will cost them more in the future when they get ready yep. to buy. So what do they do? You know, what's what's the smart move? Guys? Well, I know I, me personally, I'm I'm renting and I'm sticking with renting. I don't think that's necessarily the right answer or maybe correct for everyone. But for me, at least, that's really the only option I see for myself. Yep. And my out is build. Go, you know, don't wait around on another house to fall through and just go build something you want and make somebody else wait for you to be done with your house. It's my solution. Gotcha. I heard something interesting the other day. I was visiting with uh, Jason Cole, Mm -hmm. and Jason mentioned that um, finding something that's a little bit unique Mm -hmm. could be a different strategy, like a duplex. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. And if you have um, a capital partner, if you have somebody that says, well, I'll buy half of it if you buy the other half, there's not very many single-family resident homeowners that are looking for investment properties, looking for duplexes. Now, granted, that market is a little bit, um, it, it's its kind of fat too. It's mm-hmm. its a good market. But at the same token, it, they're not just, you know, you're not getting 17 offers in, in six hours on duplexes. They're moving a little bit slower and they're a little more affordable. If you can buy one of those or buy the whole thing, live in half of it, rent the other half out right now, that means that in the future, you look at the single-family residence or building or whatever the strategy is, and maybe you started developing and paying off an investment property that you could keep long-term or cash out of in the future. Oh, that's something I never thought of. Yeah. So something different. Uh, maybe finding, this is going to sound a little bit odd or <laughs> unique, but finding something that may not be a single-family residence but could be retrofitted right now. Like an old church oh, or something like that. Yeah, yeah, like a building or something. And you just you go in and put up some walls, you know, and you you bought it worth the money. You're converting it as long as you can get it zoned and lived in like a home for a period of time. Then you sell it. Yeah. You sell it in the future. Um, so uh, a person may have to think a little bit creatively or outside of the box. Or go somewhere to uh, where the economy is not quite as good as it is and buy your home there and then pull it with your pickup back up here. <laughs> I think that's the option I'm going to go for. I'll use, my little, with you. <laughs> I'll use my little Ford Focus to pull this house. <laughs> I'm pulling my house back into Missouri. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Cleared me off a lot and uh, got a really nice set of jacks. Do you think they'd and let I'm, me just put it out behind our office? Yeah, we got you plenty know, of room back there in the field. I think you could Although, ask. Although, it is sinking, so... I, I don't know what you do. Just have a basement home. I always wanted a, a subterranean home. Yeah. <laughs> Underground home. Well, it didn't start out earth contact. There we but go. That's the word. <laughs> today, yes. today it is earth contact. Yeah. Half of it sunk in. And the other half is still above ground. We're good. That's pretty funny. That is funny. I'll tell you what. Let's, uh, let's slip away. Let's hear from our sponsors, and we'll be back in just a few more minutes with more about the housing market, the challenges of finding a house, and... More from Josh. Ever dream of owning a country estate, historic home, or lakefront property? Log on to unitedcountry.com. Would you like to retire to a home built on breathtaking acreage in the mountains? Unitedcountry.com. Ever dream of your own private hunting preserve? 
unitedcountry.com. Over 30,000 farm, recreational, and lifestyle properties are just a click away, helping people find their American dream for over 90 years. We will help you find yours. Log on now to unitedcountry.com and find your freedom. Thinking about selling a real estate investment, but worried about the taxes you'll have to pay? Property owners just like you have solved their tax issue with a Starker Services 1031 exchange. One call could save you a fortune in taxes. Call Starker Services today at 800-332-1031 or visit online at www.starker.com and keep the tax dollars working for you. Are you looking for heavy equipment but unsure where to start? Then you need to check out AuctionTime.com. Buying great equipment has never been easier than bidding online at AuctionTime.com. What are you waiting for? Online auctions are closing every Wednesday, so register and start bidding today. AuctionTime.com, the way to buy heavy equipment. Crude oil, natural gas, coal. Buying and selling minerals is a breeze when you have the right energy professionals on your team. Mineralmarketing.com is a leading resource for America's mineral owners. Whether you're wanting to lease or sell your mineral rights, Mineral Marketing has you covered. Mineralmarketing.com, the oil and gas marketplace. Hey. All right. We're and, we're, and we're back with uh, Josh. Josh, let's talk a little bit about, we we started talking about how tough the housing market is from a buyer standpoint, mm-hmm. but we're in the real estate industry, right? Mm-hmm. And yep. that's uh, that's a large percentage of the listeners on this show are in they're either real estate or auction practitioners. Finding listings in 2021 is going to prove to be a difficult challenge because in these kind of a robust market, it gets really difficult to go out and to find uh, to find more listings. Yeah. You know? Oh, it was getting difficult, I think, towards the end of 2020 even. I agree. I, I agree. Think- Part of the challenge is... Um, when the market is is this robust, when it's when it's just out of, I, I think it's uh, it's just disproportionate right now. Sellers don't need that much help finding a buyer. You yeah. know, yeah. run an ad or put a put a for sale by owner sign, and they're getting calls to their doorstep. It makes it tougher for the real estate agent <clears throat> and the auction company um, to show value. Yeah, to go out and get that listing. Well, and that's the key right there. What you just said is you got to. You got to show what your value is. You got to differentiate yourself and show yourself to the people around you. It's worth hiring me. Yeah, you can put the sign out and the market's really hot. You might sell your house in a couple of days by yourself, but you're also going to have to deal with all the stress of finding an appraiser and doing all the other bits and pieces that the agent might be able to help take care of for you. So everything's done and it's easy peasy for you as the seller. Exactly. Now, the auction companies are a little bit insulated from that because they tend to be a little bit more of a, uh, it's kind of a specific field. It's not something that most people are familiar with. You can't go, well, I guess you could, but it's more of a challenge to go out and put a for auction by owner sign on it because you have to figure out how to do an auction at that point. Yeah. Um, You know, conducting a real estate sale, the challenge in that for a lot of sellers is, well, I don't have a real estate purchase contract or I don't have all the disclosures. And I believe that the market 
it sort of seems to be heading in that direction. But at the same token, that is where the real estate professional becomes valuable in the equation. It says, I have all that stuff for you yeah. and I'll coach you through it. We'll go out and find the buyers. We'll qualify the buyers. I'll work with them on financing. I'll help you do the contracting. Here's the question that I've got though. And you're a marketing uh, expert here at, the, at, at United Country. <clears throat> what day-to-day tactics, you know, is there any advice or things as, uh, related to social media that you would coach people to do to find listing leads? If I'm a real estate professional and I'm looking for listings, are, are there some tactics or techniques you can think of that oh, yeah. maybe I'd focus on? I think the easy answer is networking and keeping yourself out there in front of people. You mentioned social media. I think now more than ever, you need to be as active as possible on your social media chan- channels and engaging with the people in your community through these channels. Mm-hmm. Make sure you're sharing what you've got. If you have a really incredible sale, share that story. Let people know that, hey, I had this really difficult listing and I did this and went above and beyond and make sure that people know you're there making their lives easier. And I think that's just simply the answer is you got to be more impactful and engaging with the your community. Standing out maybe as a subject matter expert. And then again, we talked about thinking a little bit outside of the box as a buyer because it's difficult. You're, you're getting outpaced on homes. You have to do the same thing as a real estate professional. You, you need to think just a little bit differently than everybody else to make you stand out and differentiate from the pack. Oh, yeah, definitely. You got to look at what you can do to make yourself look like the better option to not only another real estate agent, but I mean, selling your house yourself in a market that's hot. Yeah. Especially in this day and age where everybody wants to do the DIY. The DIY. Do Do it it yourself. yourself. Yeah. Nice. Never heard it called DIY before. I need to keep up, don't I? Uh, Yeah. There's like a whole cable (laughs) channel called the DIY Network Shot. I'm so freaking old. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) They don't have TV at the home. They don't have TV at the home. Uh, That's, uh, yeah, I'm not going to joke about that anymore. Yeah. That's too much. Yeah. That's too much. That was, uh, it was funny in my head. It was painful when it came out. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. All right. So (laughs) real estate auctions, um, tough market here in Kansas city. I don't think that other cities and other metropolitan urban areas are insulated from this, from what we're hearing. Not at all. From a lot of the practitioners, coast to coast, you know, Northeast, Southwest, everybody's dealing with this. Interest rates have been cheap. There's a shortage of supply. There's a lot of new home construction going up. Money's very available, which goes back to that interest rate. Um, The economy has been good. Without getting into political debates and discussions, the reality is the average American has got a little bit of money the last uh, three or four years. Um, I think that certain things that's happened in the country seem to be um, kind of uh, fueling that, that economy. And if people are making money, we have the inherent nature of wanting to spend more money. You know, oh, if we, definitely. We drive a Chevrolet, we'd like to have a Cadillac. If we drive a Cadillac, we'd like to have a Porsche. That's just how it works. Is we have a tendency to always want something more, and that's. I looked outside of town the other day, and there's just these huge homes being built up mm-hmm. here, left and right. And a lot of the people I know, some of the people in my small community that are building bigger and nicer homes with, you know, great big back uh, patios on them and outdoor kitchens and stuff. Well, they didn't have that where they're at. And I was like, my gosh, man, you know, where are you, uh, 
what's going on out here? And said, oh, you know, our company's been doing really well, and I've, I got some promotions, and our family's getting bigger, and mm-hmm. we just have the ability to go do this. Plus, money's cheap. Yeah, yeah. That keeps popping up right now. I if can borrow can money at 2.5%, at 3%, yeah. and they said, that's, that's free money. You know, I'm just uh-huh. making payments on it. Listen, I've been trying to tell my husband about this for a long time now, like for almost a year. I'm like, dude, two and a half percent. Let's go. What are we doing here? Why aren't we moving right now? Like we should have moved the second it hit two and a half percent. Why are, what are we doing? I need goats. Come on. Let's go. I need goats. Hey, this is not a revelation episode here. <laughs> We've talked about goats on many an episode. We have. We have, but so. I don't remember the term. I need goats. Well, okay. We'll make t-shirts. What is that? <laughs> Come on down to Trina's Backyard Goat Yoga. Backyard Goat Yoga? Yeah, where they're doing yeah, yoga and they I, got goats yeah. standing on them. Have so you seen that before? you've heard of goat before? yoga, but not DIY. Well, this, I'm is, into. this is the world we live in. Folks. I'm over here and I've not heard goat yoga. And <laughs> you I'm haven't? Con- I'm intrigued. So have you heard about, uh, like, they bring puppies to your work and stuff yeah. like that? So it's basically the same thing, only you do yoga with goats. Like, they bring goats in, and they'll, like, climb all over you and stuff and, like, pop your back and, like... Well, you've piqued my interest. Yeah. YouTube, man. It's a crazy place. YouTube. Goat yoga. (laughs) Goat yoga on YouTube. I thought Sean said goat yogurt at first. (laughs) No. No. (laughs) He did not. (laughs) That came out in unison. You guys talk for a minute. I got to grab a pen. Okay. Sounds good. All right. Yeah, Yeah, I think goat yoga sounds a little better than goat yogurt. Yeah, I have to agree yes although goat cheese is pretty amazing so i mean you're only one step above goat no yogurt in i'm not situation. a fan of goat cheese really but it's mostly because we had this artisanal donut shop in downtown kansas city and i went in thinking i was going to get this really sweet flavorful donut you got a took a donut. huge bite out of it full of goat cheese yeah yeah, when you're thinking you're getting like an eclair and you get goat cheese, there's there's problems in your head that, that, that yes. follow from that. Yeah, And it, it ruined goat cheese for me, Yeah, needless to say. When I was growing up, my brother had a goat. He had a billy goat. Uh-huh. I remember my folks had a, I think it was a, an Oldsmobile Delta 88 car. Yeah, that was I've my heard mother's story, car. but I like this story, so keep going. <laughs> my dad came out of the house one day, and that goat's standing on top of that car with all four <laughs> feet, and then that goat disappeared the next day. He, he, I'm doing air quotes, by the way. He ran off. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Oh, a goat must have run off. <laughs> so I'm not sure if we ate goat or what happened out on the farm, but I can tell you this. Uh, Billy goat had to go. Here's where I'm going with that story. When you pet a goat, uh-huh. they emit an oil. Yeah. Oh. You can smell goat on your hand. Uh-huh. When I eat goat cheese, I have that same kind of aftertaste Ooh. in my mouth. Yeah. Okay. And I don't like it. Okay. I don't like it. That might explain the donut situation for me. That probably explains also why I don't like like goat's soap and things like that. Like they make soap out of goat's milk as well. And yeah, I don't care for that. But I do like goat cheese, so maybe it's just a flavor thing. Here's an interesting fact. A antelope, uh-huh. familiar with deer hunting, yeah. antelope. You guys yeah. know what antelope are? Yes. That's actually a member of the goat family. An antelope yeah. is a goat. Uh-huh. Oh, my gosh. I, this whole time, thought it was a member of the deer family. If you get around an antelope when, when one's been taken or if it's in a petting zoo or whatever. Paws, right? Or the, the It's got hooves. Yeah, the and hooves if you And if you pet that antelope out there, you'll get that same smell. You'll, yeah. It'll smell just like a goat. I mean, I've never pet a deer to know, like, the difference between... What a deer smells like. Wait, you've never pet a deer? No. 
when you pet a deer, have it doesn't you? smell where, like a where goat. Where have you guys been petting deer? Oh, we get out. We we get well, around. I, mean, you I just walk deer, outside right? so and I hold some know. food in my hand. They come up. They come I start up, petting them. Bambi walks up, and I mean, we do have a lot of deer on property. Are you I'm kidding me? We're sure right here on top of Sycamore Knoll Park. Yeah, creepy park is right. <laughs> we yeah. Did you know that Sycamore Knoll Park? I did know that. That is our physical location. That's what shows up on Google Maps. That's exactly right. And here, atop of Sycamore Knoll Park on the fourteen acres. There's an abundance of deer. There are. Mm-hmm. And fox. Fo- oh, yeah. We saved the fox. fox. Josh and I personally saved foxes here. And squirrels. Yeah. And one more animal that frequents this property. A what woodchuck. is it? A, I thought a it was groundhog. a groundhog. Something. It's a groundhog. What's the difference between a woodchuck and a groundhog? Well, a woodchuck's a bird. No, that's a woodpecker. No, that's a woodchuck. Is a bird. A woodchuck is the same thing as a groundhog where I come from. Oh. Well, maybe I'm wrong about that. Yeah, I think you are. I was thinking it was, I think it's different than a groundhog, but I think it's a mammal. Woodcock. It is a man. That's it. Woodcock's a type of (laughs) duck. I'm thinking of that. Woodchuck. Yeah. How much much wood? Would a woodchuck chuck? Yeah. If a woodchuck could chuck wood. Wow. That went all the way around the table. Say that really fast. Go, Josh. How much wood could a woodchuck chuck if a woodchuck could chuck wood? I'm not going to try, but I know that it's part of your auctioneer training, so you go. No, actually, we don't do the woodchuck. <laughs> you don't deal. do that one? No, we do. You do Sally sell sheet. Yeah, I can't do that one either. Sally. Tom, Tommy Atatomus took two T's and tied them atop of two tall trees. I've never heard that one. I haven't either. Around the rough and rugged rock, the ragged rascal ram. Nope, not that one either. 66 sailors sailed the Mississippi in 1666. Oh, I've heard that one. That's but a I, lot of I struggle on that one. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't even say the four words, Sally sells seashells, but I did fine that time. But (laughs) the first time I'm like, nope, I'm done. (laughs) Hold your tongue and say it. No. (laughs) (laughs) It's tougher. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Hey, let's play a game. Okay. That sounds good. Yay. That was odd. That was awkward. What? Okay. All right. Here's the <laughs> game. You remember when we did the statistics before? Mm-hmm. I've looked up some more random statistics. Awesome. I'm really good at this game, Josh. So she is pretty good at this you're game. You're about to go down. That's, that do is have a, a truism. So what's this game? So it's just keeping points. And if you okay. win uh, for the next week, this is Friday. You get to walk around the office all next week with the accolades. I beat Trina Turner at her own game. That sounds like a good reward to me. Yeah. At my own game. Like, you're the one that came up with these questions. You it's just said you were game. good at it. It's your game. This is So what we're playing Being is... Being good the, at something doesn't mean it's mine. We're playing the Memorial Trina Turner statistical game. Yeah. Okay. Although I'm only one for two. So, I mean, that's how good I am. All right. Well, here it goes. <laughs> Question number one. I'm, I'm going to give you some random fun fact out here that's been proven, by the way, because it's on the internet, so that makes it true. <laughs> yeah. And then I'll leave out the number. You're going to tell me what the number is. The person to get, there's five of these questions. The person to get the number right wins the game. Cool. Awesome. There will be no tie. I, I wouldn't have it any other way. <laughs> the United States has collected more than blank Gold medals in the history of the Olympic Games. A little bit more information. Yeah, how many Olympic Games histories are there? <laughs> how many According years? to tallies of the official Olympic Games site, Team USA earned the greatest number of gold medals yeah. in single games that they played on their own home turf 
winning a draw-jopping 83 gold medals at the 1984 Summer Olympics in Los Angeles. But the Olympics were founded in 1896. Since that time, how many total gold medals has the USA won? It's every four years, right? But then there's summer and winter. Are we doing both? I'm going to go with 777. Ooh. Wow, that's a pretty concise. I was... Yeah, go, Trina, I was, go. I was thinking like 1250. Nice even number. 1250. Yeah. 1250. <laughs> <laughs> I like that number the best. The actual number is 1131 gold medals. Whoop. Oh, dang. We're going to put a one under the T column. Thank you. Josh, I, I may was be like over nowhere my head. near the right. I mean, it's really sad how this game actually works. I just have to be bet closer to the outrageous number is always going to be. It's my That's my strategy, folks. You heard it first from the <laughs> outrageous person on the sale ring. The Memorial Trina Turner statistical show. <laughs> the Memorial. Question number two. You thought I forgot about that. There are more than... <clears throat> my gosh. Six, there's more than... Excuse me. There are more than 500 dogs roaming the premises of Amazon's North American headquarters on any given day. Mm -hmm. Now, these have to be registered. So how many total registered dogs? Keep in mind, any given day you go in there, there's roughly 500 dogs on the premises, but there's way more than that that have registered to be there because they're not there every day. They switch in and out. How many total registered dogs come to work at Amazon with employees uh, at their Seattle office? How many dogs are registered? How many employees does the Seattle office have? Ooh, questions. I don't know. <laughs> All right, so there's 500 randomly roaming on any given day. Yeah, if you went in there this week on a day, there may but be 500 some of those dogs may in not there. Be registered. I'll give you a hint. The number is greater than 500. <laughs> yeah, so it's going to yeah. be several thousand. How many dogs really? are registered? To be there. I'm going to take a random guess of 2,500. Okay. This is 2,500. Trina? I'm thinking. 500 dogs on any given day. How many total registered dogs can enter I mean, that Seattle think, like, campus? The factory people aren't bringing their dogs, probably. And it's like the office people that are bringing their dogs. Hmm. It's a pretty massive campus. I know. Also, the factory people, I don't think, are in the headquarters. Yeah, I was going to say, they're probably just stationed everywhere else. They're usually in their warehouses, like what yeah. we have here in Kansas City. Yeah. Um, mm. Why am I helping you? I don't know. That's a great question. That's what we all want to know, is we'll why say... would he help? Let me see if this button works. <laughs> Let's push random buttons. Watch this. Oh, look at you there. Um, oh. Okay. That was hilarious. That was, that was hilarious. <laughs> All right. How many, Trina? Um, he said 2,500. Your guess 38, is? 3,800. 3,800. Josh, I hate to tell you, my friend, she has taken Jesus it Christ. again, but you're still a ways off. There's 6,000 oh, registered wow. dogs that are allowed to come to work, and on any given day, there may be up to 500 dogs roaming that premises. I honestly wanted to guess 5,000, and I wish I would have gone with it. You guys both have small dogs. Would you ever bring them to the office and hang out with them all day? Not now. No. My dog. <laughs> they said no, my, real fast. <laughs> my dog is so old that it's it's blind. It's How going old deaf. Is it? It's sorry. 
Where's that? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Poor you heard Missy. It first. She's going blind and deaf. <clears throat> yeah, she's not doing well. Oh, no. So, no, she's not coming to the office. Nico's just too clingy and wouldn't let me get anything done. Mm. My three dogs would probably, well, one of the three would not be okay. The other two would be fine all day. As a matter of fact, one of them has spent the whole day here before. So, Moxie. I brought Moxie in one time. She had a great I remember the day that you had Moxie. Moxie. Oh. Uh-huh. Here we go with question number three. You ready? <laughs> yes. America's drivers cover a combined 2.6 trillion miles annually in the United States. Mm-hmm. According to AAA Foundation, uh, for the years, and here's where they surveyed between 2014 and 2017. The average American spends blank minutes behind the wheel every day. Daily? Daily. Daily, okay. Blank minutes behind the wheel every day. Throughout the day. So, mm, mm, mm. I need to get a calculator out. Hold on. Hold on, folks. I'm going to guess probably four to 500 minutes. Wait, that's not right. Yeah, that's a lot. Uh... I'm going to guess 200 to 300 minutes. So let's go with 245 minutes. Okay. I am going with 176. Okay, guys. (laughs) How much time do you have both in the car? (laughs) (laughs) You have both overshot the launch pad, but. But that means I'm closer, oh, so I it. still won. That does. <laughs> Josh said 245. Trina said 176. The actual number, the average American spends 51 minutes behind the wheel every day. Now, okay, so I did the math, and I... <sighs> I was skewing this for big cities. I was actually cities. doing the math for, like, how much I would spend in the car if there were, like, a couple 20-minute extra trips in there. Not just to and from work, but then add, like, a grocery store or a gas station run. I was going with the idea that uh, if you have an hour commute to work and then an hour commute home, that's two hours, which is 120 minutes. And then I was throwing in another. I guess I still did really overshoot on that. That's where I came up with 176. I'm like, yeah, then we'll give another 20-minute, couple 20-minute blocks here. Yeah, if I'm not wrong, we actually have a button for that. Well, the average American worker, though, like, doesn't... I, f- I don't know. I well, don't know where that We're talking comes whole from. America, though, is the thing with what this question was. If we're talking commuters, the average commute, I think, is between 40, minute, 40 and 50 minutes. There you go. 51 minutes. But that's, but that's like one, way. one way. That's one way commute to work. Then you have to go home, which is another 51 minutes. Well, I think they Plus live closer to, the to their job store. than you think they do. Well, <laughs> that's what we're saying. Like an average commute is 51 minutes or so is what we both thought. So we just multiplied that by two and then added some grocery store runs in there. Okay. We were wrong. We were very wrong. One of you won that. I did. Thanks. <laughs> Where's that wah-wah again? (laughs) (laughs) All right, here we go with question number four. Uh, Four? (laughs) Let me make sure sure I don't give you the... The answer in the the question. Okay, here we go. Americans consume a jaw-dropping blank... 
blank billion, billion with a B, avocados each year. Oh. Now, this is Americans. How many, it says jaw-dropping. Not because it <laughs> like literally makes your jaw drop thing off. Thing right now is like avocado toast, so it's a lot. I guarantee. I'm going to let big Trina number. go first. All right, Trina. How many? How millions? many billion, billion with a billion dollars? No, how many billion avocados do Americans eat each year? Mm, it nine. says actually this is last year. Last year, how many avocados did nine. we eat? Nine. She says nine. Nine billion. I'm going to go with <clears throat> twenty. Wow. <laughs> well, it was like three years. I'm going to hit yeah. that button so much. It is 4.2 billion. Okay. 4.2 billion avocados last year consumed by Americans. Trina? I'm really not I'm good at this game. Josh? She's getting that? That's ready. Four. <laughs> That's four? Did you ever play baseball? You remember when they used to have, they'd say you got skunked? No. That's when you score no points. Yeah. I'm about to get skunked. Don't get skunked. Last question. You can bring it back. (laughs) This is all you, too. Are you accident prone? A little bit. (laughs) Oh, no. I am very accident prone. Well, you you. may get your butt kicked on this then. We'll Well, find out. There are nearly blank annual injuries related to TVs falling in the U.S. (laughs) (laughs) The U.S. Consumer Product Safety Commission, CPSC, Estimates that falling TVs cause blank injuries to Americans every year. And those are the injuries that actually require treatment from an emergency department. So it's not like all injuries like, oh, I got a bump on my head. These are the injuries that required treatment from the emergency room. So we're talking like one whole number. You didn't say like millions or billions or thousands. It's in the thousands. Okay, cool. I'll help you Not with cool that. for those people, but... I'm going to say it's in the thousands. 42. 4,200. Wow. Low. He says 42. Oh, gosh. No, I'm he, not he saying like it's the, Whoa. No, I'm not. I'm, I'm going to go with 22. <gasps> no, dude. Guess what? It's way higher. Go higher than me. 22,000. Okay, just for clarification. Yes. It is 12,000. Okay. Josh? Yay! I didn't get skunked. All right. What a way to start the weekend. Josh Sucra goes out. A winner loser. <laughs> he didn't get skunked, but he didn't win the game. Trina, you won four to one once Thanks. again. The Memorial Statistical Game Show. Extravagant Queen. Queen. There we go. I'll take queen. Queen. Queen for a day. Listen, there was two whole questions I got the exact right answer on because I actually knew them a couple of shows ago. I'm like, nope, nine. <laughs> well, like, when you wow, told me trivia, you know I was I'm thinking like, I don't know. random questions about who won the World Series in 1986 or something like that. Who won the World Series in 1986? Royals. Yes. You sure about that? No. Well, I know they won in the 80s, but now that you're making me second guess myself. <laughs> I think it was 85 that they won, actually. That is hilarious. The look on your face was classic. He's like, like oh. uh, no. Now Don't put me on the spot Now there. that you're making me second guess myself. Oh, my gosh. You said 86? Oops, that's not a six. That's We're finding the answer just to pique my curiosity. Ooh, curiosity. 
Who lost? Who won? Who called? How come there's... Oh, oh it was 85. Like the Mets. Oh, it was 1985. He only missed it by one That's day. That's what I, I just or said. One I year, think that so. was 85. I literally yeah. said that after that. Here uh, we go. The Mets won over the Reds Here in we go. Josh, thank you for coming in. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Yeah, we appreciate you being in here. I'm going to switch buttons right here, and we're going to work ourselves into an outro. Trina? Yeah. That was a good show. It was. It was great. Thanks, was Josh. Kind of yeah, we it was great. It. We appreciate it. And Josh, we'll have you back on a show here in the future. Ladies and gentlemen, we appreciate you tuning in. Thank you. For joining us for today's thank you. Show. To access all right. resources and links mentioned in today's show, head over to www.thesailring.com now. We appreciate your feedback and encourage you to share the show with other industry pros like yourself. Join us next time as we meet you inside The Sail Ring.